This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Should Alberta go it alone and split from the Canada Pension Plan, even if it means taking half the total funds for the whole of the CPP with it? That's the question being asked in Alberta right now as the government looks to consult Albertans in advance of a potential referendum on the issue. I'm Dave Breckenridge and this is 10-3. Calgary Sun columnist Rick Bell joins me to discuss why the province is considering its own pension plan, what the costs would be, and why some are skeptical of the figures in the province's own report. Don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about the show. So Rick, last week, Alberta threw kind of the equivalent of a hand grenade into the Canadian political scene with a big report detailing the ins and outs of a proposed Alberta pension plan. And we can get into some of the details of the pension plan in a bit and some of the more controversial aspects of it. But first, why does Alberta want its own pension plan? Well, that's a a good question. Now, on the surface, they will tell you it's because... Albertans are overpaying. So Albertans, the amount that Albertan pensioners get back compared to how much Albertans put into the plan, uh, Alberta is getting shortchanged. And Albertans are getting shortchanged. The reason for that is because we have a younger population, which contributes to the plan, because we have high employment, which employment you're contributing to the plan, And we have higher incomes, and within higher incomes, you have people contributing more to the plan. So there's a sort of financial inequity. That's what they will tell you. Uh, But part of it is also, which when I talked uh, one-on-one with Premier Smith last week, she talked about very clearly, which is that they, they perceive they have a mandate from that equalization referendum Remember that Albertans voted, Daniel Smith will keep telling us, that the Albertans voted to look at equalization. Well, you know where that went. That dog wouldn't hunt. That's gone. There isn't going to be any big change for equalization in Alberta's favor. Nowhere near is that going to happen, at least in the in the next few years, at the very least. So here is something they can do. The province has the authority to pull out of the Canada Pension Plan. So the way that Premier Smith has kind of framed this is, because she's probably well aware that at the moment it isn't that popular to pull out of CPP, uh, is, hey, if you want to keep getting ripped off, if you want to keep getting shafted, fine. We won't do it. Maybe we won't even have a referendum. We'll see what happens when this panel led by former Treasurer Jim Denning tours the province. But if you just want to end up contributing more than you should, end up getting back more money on your, on your uh, less money on your uh, pension than you should, well, let's just keep it the way it is. But if you agree with me, that this is Daniel Smith, that we are getting shortchanged 
And this is one way we can fix it because we can't fix it through equalization. So we'll try to fix it a little bit with the Alberta pension. So there is a, an element of Alberta versus Ottawa. Alberta is getting screwed part. And then, uh, and then it, you know, then they come up with a report which says that uh, Albertans would get better benefits and pay lower premiums if the province had its own plan. So it's all part of the Alberta-Ottawa fight. It's all part of the Alberta's getting shortchanged, Alberta's getting screwed, Albertans. I asked her, what happens if it hurts Canadians? What happens if it hurts the rest of Canadians? Well, you know, maybe then you shouldn't have a plan where a small province subsidizes other provinces because then eventually people won't want to subsidize them anymore. So she's really going hard on this idea of pensioners, you're not getting all the money you deserve. Workers, you're paying too much into the plan. Therefore, Albertans being shortchanged. We can't do anything about the shortchanging on equalization, at least now, but they feel they have a mandate. Smith has a man, feels she has a mandate to at least redress this particular shortchanging. Oh, I'm curious about the mandate aspect of it. As, as you said, like Smith feels she has a mandate because Albertans voted that we want action taken on equalization. But during the election campaign, when, because during the, the UCP leadership race in previous, in a previous life, Daniel Smith felt that an Alberta pension plan was a great idea. But during the election campaign, she was pretty forthright in saying, no one's going to touch your pension. And the NDP is spreading lies when they say that we're going to mess with your pension. And then we're not even six months out from the election campaign. And all of a sudden she's talking about what well, we're going to push on this. We're going to have former finance minister, Jim Dinning run this panel. We're going to get feedback from, from Albertans and then we'll put it to a referendum. And then potentially if we feel that we can get what we're promising, we're going to get, and we can talk about that in a second, we'll go ahead with it. Like how does she reconcile the fact that she, in the election, didn't campaign on it and, in fact, said quite the opposite. And then how does she say she has a mandate for it? Well, she, she, uh, I asked about that, and, and I think others have asked her, and she says, well, I did say that we would release the report. So you may think that that's sort of uh, splitting hairs here, but uh, that, that uh, yeah, she didn't campaign, upon, but she claims she's not even saying, even now, that we're pulling out. She's saying we'll have the report and we're going to let Albertans decide there may or may not be a pullout. There may or may not be a referendum. We'll see. So I think they're soft pallet peddling the idea, even though you know, and everybody should know, they have a website up. They're going to have a workbook out talking about it. They're going to have ads. But you notice what their theme is, your pension, your choice. So I think that's where the the wiggle room is. So people say, why didn't you campaign on getting getting out of the Canada Pension Plan? I think they are going to spin it as, well, we're not actually saying we're getting out of the pension plan. We're saying we're presenting you with the option of getting out of the pension plan, but it's up to you. Mm -hmm. So that's probably how it how they kind of uh, square that circle. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it 
a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. One of the most contentious things about this report is this notion that in it, it suggests that Alberta is owed a third of a trillion dollars out of the Can- Canada Pension Plan Fund, which right now would amount to more than little more than half of the money that's in the fund right now, which has caused all sorts of consternation, not just from the Canada Pension Plan folks themselves, but also other economists, other analysts who say that's, you know, that's ridiculous. Like, where does the province get that number from? And why is it such a contentious number? Well, it's a contentious number because, uh, putting it simply, because it's a very big number. It's, I think, a little more than half the assets of the Canada Pension Plan. Um, And where that number is, they commissioned a report. Now, here is where it's kind of funny because they say, hey, look at this report. The group that did this report is actually a group that used to be named Morneau-Chapelle, Morneau being the former liberal finance minister in Ottawa. So it's not like we gave the report to somebody who's just going to tell us what we think, what we what we want to say. We actually gave it to a firm. They don't put it this way, but it sounds like what they're saying is we basically gave it to a liberal firm to take a look at it. But there's, there's this huge report, and I'm not enough of an economist. Smarter people than me will analyze the numbers. The numbers looks very, very big, and the percentage of assets looks very, very big. And, um, I mean, in the fullness of time, I think there will be, remember, this debate will go on throughout the fall, the winter, and into the spring. So there'll be plenty of time to discuss the ins and outs of the numbers. But it was not, with that kind of a big number, uh, on the one hand, the government's, Smith government was sort of saying, wow, this big number shows, in fact, Danielle Smith said the number left me speechless. And then she spoke about it. Uh, but the numbers left me speechless. So they they thought, I mean, this number is so big, you're going to be convinced. But on the flip side, the number was so big, it led to skepticism immediately. And as you point out, quite rightly, not just from the Canada Pension Plan people, but from economists, and and many, many others. But I think that they believed when they saw the report and saw such a big number, they went, wow, if we present this big number to Albertans, wow, are they going to be convinced? And the lousy poll numbers, the lousy support for pulling out that you see in the poll numbers will will turn around once people see, you know, how much we're being shortchanged and how much money we would get back from the Canada Pension Plan if we pulled out. Wow. And even Jim Dinning, the legendary Jim Dinning, slayer of the Deficit Dragon a generation ago, was talking about the investment opportunities. If we got our hands on that money, look at the investment opportunities and the spin-offs for Alberta. So I think they thought, hey, the big number is going to convince people to move uh, to the yes side. But in fact, it may have had the opposite effect of, of re-entrenching the no side. And the no side prior to the report was the majority in Alberta by quite a bit. I mean, I find this whole thing very funny, you know, 
weird sort of funny way, but I have an odd sense of humor because Alberta's always talking, or or at least the narrative of my whole life, even when I was living in Winnipeg, low these many years ago, was Al- Alberta wants this, Alberta wants that, Alberta is gonna if if we don't get it, if we don't get it, this is the you know, this is gonna be the the, the thing we are fighting Ottawa, and but when when push comes to shove, that never happens. I find it very funny, it's kind of an odd odd thing. And I think people in the rest of Canada see that. In other words, I think the Smith government was depending on people on Albertans saying, we're getting we're getting screwed by Ottawa. We're going to do something about it. That the pension plan would be an easy win, even though the polls don't show it. You know what I mean? Because Albertans, oh, we want to take from Ottawa. We want to get back what's ours. Well, that never happens. <laughs> it, it, it's like they let the eastern bastards freeze in the dark. They never froze in the dark, and they aren't freezing in the dark. <laughs> but when you, when you look at something like a pension, it's easier to, to, to raise a stink about the federal government, say, not approving pipelines for us to move our oil around. But when you talk about something that's a pension, and, you know, a lot of people who live in Alberta have moved, you know, they retire elsewhere, or you have a lot of young people come here, and so they still have relatives elsewhere in the country, that there may be a more federalist view of something like a pension plan, that like, this is the kind of thing that could backfire on Smith because there, there's a thought that, you know, we don't want to leave seniors in other provinces out in the cold to get ours. Like, is that, is that a, a political calculation that Smith isn't taking into account here? Well, yes, that could be part of it, is that people have, uh, people have people that are in other provinces who would end up presumably paying more or getting less or whatever would happen. And, and there's also very transient population and there's also, you know, so I think that is part of a part of what is in play. I mean, I was talking to one person who's uh, living here, has a business here and collects, uh, can collect is now eligible to collect CPP. And they say, no, we'll, we'll get a, We'll get a post office box. My permanent address will be in BC, so I never have to be part of this pension plan. <laughs> um, uh, because of, of course, one question people are asking me is, what happens if I'm already collecting CPP and they vote for an Alberta pension plan? What happens? Do I just opt out? Like, do I just keep? No. If I, my understanding is, if they take the money, whatever money that is, out of the CPP, and then you start getting paid. Um, Alberta pension plan, if that makes sense. Even if you're not paying into it, you you become part of the Alberta pension plan, I gather. I mean, it's all very confusing, but you're right. I think when you talk about pensions, when it comes down from the high heights of outrage against Ottawa to the actual check people get when they're old, or even the amount that's taken off paychecks from workers, you're right. That's a, that's at the bread and butter level. And at the bread and butter level, I think people, okay, now it's a concrete thing, the pension plan. It's not just, uh, you know, fight between, yeah, you're right, fight between Alberta and Ottawa and, you know, the just transition and, you know, electricity grids and uh, when we get to net zero emissions and all that stuff. That's way up there. But this is a pension this is a pension check. So uh, for the pensioners, 
it's very real because they get one. And for workers, perhaps it's a case of not just that they know people in the rest of Canada, but the old, uh, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. That They know what they're getting with this, and they want that security. I think there's a, there are some people just, the people I talk to who are nearing pension age, they just want what they, what they're going to get. Doesn't mean they like the CPP. They think that in fact the CPP is a paltry amount, but, and you cannot really realistically live on it, but they'd rather just have that. Just like, don't, don't get me upset. Whereas at the same time, if you ask them, do you think Alberta should advocate against Ottawa for the injustices done to Alberta? They would probably say wholeheartedly yes. But when it now comes to the the rubber hitting the road, they go, well, you know, I just I just want what I'm going to get. I'm I'm I don't want to take the risk. So it's kind of a risk reward battle we see now. The province is saying there isn't much risk and there is reward, i.e. you'll get more money. They've even said you might get if you when you retire, you might get a five thousand to ten thousand dollar one time retirement bonus. But on the other hand, so that's the one side. The, the government side is saying there's not there's really little to no risk, lots of uh, quite a bit of reward. The other side is saying there's a lot of risk and the reward is dubious. The reward is based on a let's just be kind and say uh, overly optimistic view of reality. Other people would say bogus numbers. Well, yeah, I mean, even I believe even the the a gentleman from the Canada Pension Plan said invented, and you know, so you have the you have the government saying, here's the report that says we're entitled to three hundred thirty four billion dollars that you know, Alberta workers would save about fourteen hundred dollars a year in premiums. People there would be about five billion in savings in the first year of a provincial pension plan, and as you mentioned, potentially a five to ten thousand dollar retirement bonus for people. But all of that hinges on this this large $334 billion number, you know, and so they're going to be selling this through this, you know, these panels, these discussions, Jim Denning's going to tour the province and talk to Albertans. There's a survey and all of that, but it all hinges on these numbers. The Fed, the feds could turn around and say, the say, could say no, right? Like at the end of the day, Alberta could say, okay, we're going to have a referendum on it and we want our money. Like what the feds could say, well, you're not getting that. Not a chance. Like, well, yeah, that amount, correct? Yeah, uh, the province has the power to to leave the pension plan, but the but, but the the province doesn't have the unilateral power to determine the number. So there would be some pretty intricate negotiations that would go on to get Alberta out of the plan, and you know that process, by the way, so people understand that process is three years. So it's you know. I mean, I'll be I'll be uh, doddering in my uh, in my rocking chair when this this thing happens one way or the other, but it may not even get to this. Jim Dinning may go around with his panel and find out that basically, I think what they're really trying to find out is can they win the refer- can they win the referendum? And if he finds out that it's pretty iffy as to whether the government can get a win, I don't think the government wants a referendum that, that they could lose. So I think they want a fairly strong 
change of opinion from what the polls are saying, well, said before the report. Because I don't think they're going to run a referendum then, oh, well, we got 38%. Isn't that great? Because that would be, you know, pretty embarrassing for the government. So I think this panel is there to see, is it worth it to get to, to a referendum? So if you, down the line, you and me and everybody in Alberta see sees that there will be a referendum, and by the way, before you ask, Daniel Smith would prefer a standalone referendum. So this idea of having a referendum when, the, when there are local government elections, when there is, for instance, the next city of Edmonton election or the city of Calgary election, that was what the thinking was. But Premier Smith told me no decision has been made. Her personal preference is to have a standalone election because it is, quote, such a big issue. So a lot of people thought we'd have to wait quite a while until the next city elections or town elections. That that may not happen. It could happen quicker. But I think the referendum. I don't think they're going to have a referendum. They they'll lose on. I don't. I just. I just. I think they would just drop it and then move on to the next adventure in Alberta politics. Does a referendum? on something like a pension have the potential to be as divisive. And I don't want to necessarily compare it to a separation referendum, but in terms of the mood in Alberta and you have a group in Alberta that really want to stick it to Ottawa. And then you have a group in Alberta who feel that Alberta is whining all the time about being hard done by. And then you have a bunch of Albertans kind of in the middle. Doesn't does this kind of referendum and this debate have the potential to be as divisive amongst Albertans as as a separation referendum? Uh, I don't know if it'll be that decisive, but it will be, it will, I think this referendum will be a measure on, on what Albertans really think about Alberta. Uh, like what is, what, what, what do, what do they really think about the Alberta agenda as a whole? And uh, because, Let's take a group, and I don't want to get too far afield, but like Take Back Alberta, they are, of course, very, very big on the Alberta Pension Plan, for instance. I can't remember the equalization referendum numbers. You you may remember them. I don't think that referendum even passed in Edmonton, did it? I don't recall. And if, if it did, it was a bare pass, but I don't believe it did. Right. And, and But it was, of course, where, did, where was it strongest? In rural Alberta. So I think I think it, and I don't know what the results would be because right now the polling on the pension plan basically says it's not at fifty percent plus one anywhere in Alberta. But after you know you know ads and and discussion and debate and as this thing goes forward, are is there going to be a divide between let's say much stronger support for an Alberta pension plan in rural Alberta? compared to the cities. I don't I don't know. At the moment the polls I believe don't say that. They don't have the pension plan being majority popularity anywhere. But you could get that kind of a uh that kind of a divide which by the way is already the divide in the legislature as you well know because when you look at the United Conservative Party seats you know how many of them are in the two big cities. Not many, and even in Calgary. So, yeah, there could be something. I don't think it would be as as big as this separatism thing, but it will. I mean, the firewall letter, which was the letter that started long, you know, a generation ago about this. This will either put to bed 
the pen, the pension plan was one of the biggies or not. So that that will, uh, you know, how strong is that feeling about uh, taking back from Ottawa? You know, you see those uh, billboards along the highway. You know, more Alberta, less Ottawa. We'll see. We'll see how strong that prevails when it actually affects the pocketbook. But as I said, government's confident that, you know, this promise, this big number, the promise of, you know, more benefits, lower premiums, they're going to have the force of government through advertising, through the panel. We'll see what happens. But it's, I think if the vote was today, almost assuredly the APP would go down in flames today but the vote isn't today and there may not even be a vote Mm -hmm. yeah and so we'll see how this panel goes over the next few months and and whether we even get down the road to a referendum rick as always thanks for your time thank you 10-3 is produced by sean knox theme music by bryce hall thanks to my guest rick bell more from him at calgarysun.com i'm dave breakenridge thanks for listening (laughs) 